Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day. At 9 a.m., soccer carpool. 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning. Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry, I can't fit that question into your schedule. <sighs> 9.15, cry for a little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwann's help. With Schwann's, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanns.com. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hey there. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. As you can hear or heard, I'm the man. So welcome on Monday morning after the Super Bowl. Money Making Conversations now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon, Eastern Standard Time. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments that I will respond to during and after the show. Everybody got all that? Everybody got all that? We want to make sure you give everybody, you know, time to ramp up. You know, find your little Facebook page and make sure you're in the right room to hear the show without interruption. If you're at work, you know, you can hear everything because I'm having a super money-making conversations this morning. My special guests are Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy winner, who led Florida State University to a national championship as their quarterback and was a first-round draft pick of the New York Knicks as a point guard. Angela M. Jolavette, NAACP Image Award winner for Greenleaf, which airs on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Willard Jackson, vice chairman of Ebony Magazine. Marcellus Wiley, ESPN host and business entrepreneur, and Norwood Clark, owner of Darrow's New Orleans Grill in Los Angeles, California. We have it all for you this morning. Food, sports, music, and publishing. Publishing. We got it all for you this morning. Money Making Conversation can also be heard on iHeartRadio Podcast. If you guys read it, she's on the phone, right? 
She's okay, good. Let me get the intro because she's heard her name already. So make sure, you know, she was she ready to talk then, you know, jump the gun a little bit. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success. My first guest has been on this show before. And I didn't even know her when she was on the show the first time. We hit it off because she's a social media friend. I like her. She likes my page. I like her page. I leave little nice comments. And I learned a lot of interesting things about her. She's a music content producer based in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Angela M. Jolivet. Hey, Mr. McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J- hey, that DJ Moon baby. <laughs> it's me. It's me. I'm back. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, you know, just you know, you know, you came on my show, and we we kind of learned each other, and uh, I was impressed with your with your your whole setup, and I want to just review a couple of things that we discussed because I think it's important, and that's because the brand that you're building and uh, the outlook, and you know, you you're one of these people who, you know, you know, like like myself, you know. You're going into the field that's not normal, and then it's very competitive, and there are no rules to how you achieve success. So what projects right. are you currently working on right now? Well, you know, God is always shifting me in a lot of different directions. <laughs> you know, I, I might have an idea of where I think I'm going, but uh-huh. then he's always redirecting my steps. So, you know, I won this NAACP award a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and, you know, I saw it on just, social media. Come on now. Come on out there looking good in front of the little the step and repeat. So that was important. I, I, I'm still floating. I'm still floating. You should. You, you know, should. That was very full circle moment for me after overseeing the gospel awards for the Grammys for the last 10 years and to win best gospel album of the year. I just can't even tell you like what that means just for me personally. Okay, cool. I okay, mean, now you, know, you kind of jumped a little bit. Now you went from NAACP to overseeing mm-hmm. the gospel department at the, uh, the, the Grammys. At Grammys. So explain a little bit because, like I said, you you know your life, but the average listener or viewer don't know. And that's why I wanted this show to say there are steps to success. So explain your participation in the Grammys, and then we're gonna go all the way back to when you were just DJ Moon Baby out there just spinning the spinning the the, the turntable. The record, <laughs> right? So let's talk I, about your, your I, uh, Grammy experience. I mean, you know, I spent the last decade of my life, and we talked about that a little bit last time mm-hmm. at the Grammy Awards. So I oversaw the mm-hmm. awards process, the entire thing mm-hmm. for the gospel field. Right. So. Christian, CCM, traditional gospel, hip-hop, everything. And then I also oversaw television film. Right. So all the awards that were given out in those categories, I was responsible. So all the committees, every entry that came across for consideration was on my desk. So pretty much with the NAACP process, you know, I was entered in Best mm-hmm. Gospel Album for mm-hmm. the soundtrack Greenleaf that I produced for a second season of, of Oprah's show. Mm-hmm. So all the people that I was nominated against, Tasha Cobbs, you know, Marvin Sapp, yes. Travis Green, C.C. Yes. Winans, yes. like the heavy hitters, like heavy I hitters. had awarded them. Mm-hmm. The last 10 years, I had awarded all these people mm-hmm. on the other end. Mm-hmm. So now I'm up against all of them for consideration for this NAACP now how does, award. How do they vote? How does that voting happen? How do, do you know? Can you reveal that? How they, how they get nominated and then people vote on it, correct? Yeah, it was actually open to the public for the first time this wow. year with AT&T. So mm-hmm. this was a public decision, I believe. You know, there was obviously the private membership 
NAACP voters, but, you know, obviously the public votes, they, they loved Greenleaf and they loved the music. And, you know, the show was nominated as a drama, Best Supporting Actress, Lynn Whitfield. Mm-hmm. So the show itself was nominated, but the only thing that brought home that trophy was the music. Right. So that was something oh, very oh, wow. dear to me. Wow. Yeah, that the music stood out. And, I mean, to win Best Gospel Album of the Year, it wasn't even Best Soundtrack, you know, which is what it was. The soundtrack <laughs> right. won mm-hmm. Best Gospel Album. So literally, like, to win that award means everything for me. That's full circle, and it's divine, and it's God's doing, and I just can't even say how he put a spotlight on me right now. So no, uh, that, that, With him. that spotlight shining... And not you know, because you know, you were just a you you know, you were just a music content producer, supervisor on Greenleaf. Now, yep. let me ask you this: so, so, because I, I want to go back a little bit, because there's steps to getting to where you're at. Because I started looking at their entire bio, because we didn't even talk about the fact that you were a DJ, you did radio. How how does one? Because I get these questions all the time from people who are producers. How do you start making these transitions, or is it luck, or being at the right place at the right time? How do you start making these transitions in life? And and obviously, you're willing to keep going out on faith because of decisions you feel are better for your life by moving forward. How do you? How did you transition from being a one of the popular DJs on the West Coast to doing what you're doing now? Well, it's never luck. You know, I don't believe in luck. There I you do go. believe in coincidence. But, you, you know, at the end of the day, for me, you know, it was always a bigger plan and a bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not someone to just see what's in front of me. Whatever that I end up, you know, Getting into, I always see the big picture Mm -hmm. of where that can lead me. So, you know, the DJ was the passion. It was the love. Music was just a part of me. Like, growing up, I was the kid on the back of the school bus that Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to sit next to with the boombox. Like, so if I could think (laughs) back as far as I could go, I mean, the first record I ever played was Stevie Wonder, Hotter Than July on a Fisher-Price in preschool. So I was DJ Moonbay before I ever knew I was a DJ, you know. So (laughs) I was always on this path in music, but I always loved the business end, and we talked about that before. So, mm-hmm. you know, I looked up to Sylvia Rohn and Diddy and Kathy Hughes and all these moguls, and I've always seen myself in that place. I've always seen myself going in that direction. So, you know, the Grammys, that was strategic for me. Like, when I went there, it wasn't, oh, I just want to work for the Grammys. It's cute. Okay. No, I understood the magnitude of what that organization meant to the music business and the platform that it would give me if I engaged and became a part of that organization right. on the inside and as a member, you know, originally from the outside. Right. So everything I do is strategic. But it also is God guiding my steps, and it is divine timing. I believe in timing. Timing is everything. You know, just because I foresee myself somewhere at a certain point by the time I'm 25 or 30, that does not always unfold exactly the way I see it. Right. But I continue to walk in my steps towards where I want to see myself. So it's very important, one, to envision where you see yourself, and two, to be able to execute and continue to walk closer to what that is and looks like for you. And that's why I'm right now, I'm still on this journey. Like, you know, Greenleaf was amazing, you know, and it was a great accomplishment, but there's so much more for me to do. You know, God has now redirected my steps again. Mm-hmm. Now I'm producing a show, co-producing a show with TMZ and BT, and, you know, I didn't even see that coming, and that literally came the weekend that I was going to attend the NAACP award. Right. And the following week, I win the award. Now, the next week, I'm starting at TMZ. 
So, wow. you know, you in, in a million years, I wouldn't have ever thought after watching that show almost every night like everybody else that right, I would right, be right, sitting there right. with Harvey Levin, you know. Right. <laughs> but, so what is this know, show? Okay, tell, what is this show? What is the show? So it's called Rack Rant. So Raquel Harper, who you see on the show, you know, the outspoken right. you know, mm-hmm. young lady on there, mm-hmm. she's basically getting a spinoff show, which will be a late night show, 30 minutes, and it'll be celebrity entertainment. It's a really different produced format than TMZ itself, but it's her being herself, you know, talking to A-list celebrities on location. Mm-hmm. And pilot episode is Amber Rose problem and, you know, a rapper up and coming, Moneybag Yo, but we're shooting now until April, and I'm pretty much responsible for all talent that's going to be booked on that show and a lot of the creative stuff okay, happening. Cool. So. Okay, we're about to go to the break, but I, I want to just let you know that uh, I want to continue this conversation. I know we've talked about some things in the past, but you know, I'm in Atlanta now. I'm a, I'm a whole new audience. Okay. I'm, introdu- I'm introducing DJ Moonbaby to a whole new audience. Your That's boy bigger I, I like. now. I, 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 right. I heart read radio podcast. I don't think I was on podcast back in the day when I had you. You just came on because you just thought Rushon was cool. I we'll be right back. Cool. <laughs> DJ Moonbaby, we'll be right back with her. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fishbowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would... <laughs> and I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn, so, uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man, put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother, Miss Patty Labelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts in little clubs. With the, thank you, with the, thank with you, the trio, <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you, be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 11:90. Money making conversations. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of success. On the phone right now, learning her secrets of success is my good friend. I'm going to call her my good friend because I follow on social media. You know, I always I always engage. I always give her hype. I give her love. I, I try to give her motivation because she's a rising star. Angela M. Jolivet. DJ Moonbaby, hey, I like to call him. Hey, you know, yes, you know, that you know, is my AKA. I'm just telling you, you, you know, I'm telling you when I when when I when I first interviewed you and you start talking about the Grammys and if you get locked into that little world, it, it almost comes across like you're conservative. You know, like you just a, 
you know, a conservative. Then, then when I started, corporate. you know, corporate, yeah. there you go, corporate. That's the proper word, corporate. And so when I started following you and I started, you see it, I saw you be in the interviewing uh, Snoop Dogg and all these different people. And you were doing, mm-hmm. you, you really engaged. Uh, am I right or wrong that you engage a lot more in social media? And why is that? Why is that? I mean, you know, I'm for the underdog. That's like my whole MO with doing business, period. Like, right. I love giving platforms to artists and, like, right. yourself, you know, right. rising stars, entrepreneurs. So my mm-hmm. eye is always on the post of what's going on. Like, I'm constantly looking for talent online. You mm-hmm. know, it's really important to explain me. That. When you say, well, explain that what you're saying. You say you're constantly looking for talent online because that's a... That's an end way. Are you? Are you? Uh, could somebody go to your website or your or your or your social media page? How is that? When you see, of course, you could go to moonbabymedia.com and always reach out to me or on on social. I'm at DJ Moonbaby everywhere, and of course, Angela Jolivet. You can Google me, but you know, for me, like I've had. You know, my start, obviously, in the indie space, I knew what it was like on my road to success Mm -hmm. to be in that position, wanting some visibility, you know, so I never forget that. I've always promised myself, like, no matter how far I go, I always want to still remain humble and know what it was like to be at this starting point. So I know what it's like, and I want to continue to help other people that I see the light in to rise if I can. If there's anything that I could do to push somebody forward, that's my whole MO. You know, that's what I'm about. Well, I want you, us to go together, you well, know. You know, it's, it's really interesting because you use the word corporate because I kind of feel the more and more I talk to you that you had a plan or you're a planner or you're a person that goes about saying, you know, like you said, like you told me earlier, Rashawn, it's not luck. You know, you know, you, you, you position yourself and I, I, I've set goals and this is where I want to be. And I hear that tone and I just see this. I just see this young lady out there DJing, but DJing on a mission with a plan that you this was just a, a stepping stone. You're DJing a to get to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, the thing is, Rashawn, like. I couldn't plan my life if I wanted to. Right, you know, I'll be right. very honest with you because when I try to do it my way, he says do it another way. Right. You know, but it's about <laughs> having a vision, you know, having uh-huh. a vision, period, and right. walking towards it. He will guide you where it is you need to go. You know, the plans that I saw right now, where I am right now, I didn't imagine it where I am right now right. completely. You know, I thought I was going to be somewhere else, but you have to stay open. That's what I feel like. The main thing is never be closed-minded or think something has to happen this exact way because it's not always going to be that way. So you have to be, you know, agile and be able to move and be fluid because he's going to take you exactly where you want to go if you have that passion in your heart and desire to do something and you walk towards it. Now I'm so ta- I believe in doing that. That is how I live my life. Now I want to talk about people who are afraid to change or people who are afraid to take that next step because you, you know, Grammys, Recording Academy is it's it's the best of the best. You're at the top of your field. You over it's television. Comfy. Huh? It's comfy. It's comfy, you know. But 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 you, you know get but comfortable. It can get comfortable, right? But you but you said that guess what? Did you what 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 was running through your mind while you was comfy, while you was comfortable, while you were I gotta get out of here. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I gotta go. Like I can't spend my whole life here. Like there's too much more for me to do. Right. Like I know I'm gifted, you know, in a humble way. I know he has put something inside of me right. to do something more, you know. And you Okay, what about the naysayers now? You know the naysayers popping up on your shoulder, you know. I know what, what? I know. You know, they were the naysayers. Huh? You know, <laughs> what you, naysayers. You know, 
I know because you know I was at IBM. I used to work for IBM, and I was a, a you know, corporate exec, you know, and uh, had my degree in mathematics. And I wanted to be a comedian. And so when I told oh, people wow. that I wanted to be a comedian, you know, they looked at me. First of all, I, they couldn't even under, they couldn't even fathom how I was going to get paid because their level of right. comedians were like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. You know, right. and they were looking at me going, "You are nowhere near them, fellow." Okay, so Uh-oh. I don't even understand how you gonna get money when they getting all the roles. And so, so when I when I say that, I, I kind of got a little history about you know because you 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 were, you know if you talk about music, the Grammys is the is is top dog. You said everybody mm-hmm. in the country knows exactly what you where you work when you say Grammys. Right. And they know it's right. a major show on television. They know when people get a Grammy, they put it on social media, put it on magazines. Everybody hold their Grammys and all that stuff because it's like top honor. It's the top honor. Right. And so right. so here you are. You know, you know, you're running things now. Let's go and put let's put it right. You run in the television and film division and you run in all of gospel. So all the gospel stars know who you are. They know who mm-hmm. you are. And all mm-hmm. the producers know who you are. The labels yep. know who you are. So you got a lot of juice at this point. You know, you are right. wielding a position of power and authority. Right. So how does, in your mind, Rashawn, I got more to offer than it did. I, I, I got more blessings I need to reach. How does, right. uh, how, do, how, do, how did you block out that fear factor that the direction that you may go may not be good for you? Well, you know, I want a Grammy, too. You know, I'm not just sitting there, you know, giving them out. There the you long go. goal here there is go. to receive go. one. So in order to do that, you cannot work there. Uh-huh. And that is what God did for me. He told me it was time to go. Yes, ma'am. And it was literally a conflict of interest for me to stay there because I was now in line for a nomination for the Greenleaf soundtrack mm-hmm. in the category I used to oversee. Right. And it was a double conflict because it was God and television film so obviously I have a soundtrack and I have a gospel album wow so it was very clear at that point that this was his divine appointment to leave there and um you know I didn't have to make the decision he made it for me and I tell you that's the best feeling in the world because I didn't have this limbo in my heart of should I give all this up and it's funny you say that because my boss uh-huh. came in my office before I left the Grammys a couple weeks before and sat there. And it keeps replaying in my head after I won the NAACP award mm-hmm. six months after I left. Uh-huh. And he said to me, are you sure you want to give up all this? Right. And I hear that after I won that award and I'm like, give up everything. And I wouldn't be standing here holding this now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be where I am now receiving the accolades because when you're in that corporate environment, you obviously don't have the same platform as when you leave somewhere and do something on your own. You know, you're not able to, you know, have that sort of interface because right. you're under their brand, you know, you're under their CEO and they're the, the public figure, you know, mm-hmm. you're not getting that same visibility. Mm-hmm. Even though I had all this power and I'm this person overseeing and the gatekeeper of this category in this world, mm-hmm. you know, you're still not getting that same visibility publicly as you would on your own. So all I can tell you is it was the best thing that's happened to me. I'm very happy with the decision I made six months later. Here I am. <laughs> and I know 2018 is off to a phenomenal start. Come on and now. I can't Come even on imagine now. Come what's going to happen the rest Come on now. Baby preacher, DJ Boo, baby. Come on now. So, <laughs> 
You know, I'm happy. You, you, you're very happy, but could you just give somebody some advice? Somebody who's sitting on the edge, contemplating, you know, people telling them, no, no, you're stupid. No, no, they don't make any sense. What advice would you give somebody who's hearing the negative, who's fearing change, who really, this is what they want to do, but don't really see the, the end result? That's what it really stops you because, you know, when you go out there, on your own, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a check every day or the health insurance payment is going to be every 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 month. So right. what advice would you give somebody just, just, just go for it? How, what advice? I mean, I tell anyone, you know, obviously be very strategic if you make a move like this. You know, you people go. say, you know, you have to take a risk mm-hmm. and walk out on faith, but yes. God didn't tell you to be silly. You know, you still have to pay your bills. If you have kids, you have a mortgage, you have... So you have to be strategic when you make this move, you know, and you have to plan for it. You know, in my case, like I said, it was very clear that he had created this room and opportunity after a decade of my life. Like, I thought I was going to leave there sooner. I thought I was going to get in there four years, five years, and I was going to be on my way to the next plateau, you know. But it took me a decade of my life. So everything is about timing. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be prepared. Like, I would never advise anybody, like, oh, just quit your job and go try to do whatever necessarily without a plan in place. So it's about planning, vision, faith, and execution. So if you are on the verge right now and you're over where you are and you feel like you can't take it anymore and it's time to walk out and say peace, like, just make sure you have a plan in place, some sort of plan. And he will take care of you the rest of the way. My friend, you're telling the truth. I'm so happy I got you back on the show. I'm so blessed that you are in a, in a situation, my relationship with you, to hear that you have great things happening for you in the future on BET with TMZ. And uh, always let me know. I'm a fan. I want to keep well, motivating I you. you. I want to keep motivating you to success because you deserve it. You have a life that I, I've lived for myself because I had to make that tough decision. I have, And I have not looked back. Have there been bumpy roads? Yes. Had there been moments I thought I couldn't make it to the next day? Yes. But guess what? DJ Moon Baby, I'm a fan. You keep oh, winning, I'm okay? I'm a fan of you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for keeping your word. You said you were going to have me back, so I appreciate you. And a lot has happened since we last talked, so okay. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Rashawn McDonald, I'm back. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success. My next guest is my man. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give out one title, but he's a true entrepreneur, and we're gonna talk about a lot of things that he's doing out there, how he impacts people's lives, and giving opportunities, how his business is really, I think, uh, create social change. Uh, my next guest is the vice chairman of Ebony Magazine. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Willard Jackson. 
Thank you, Rushan, <laughs> my man. Thank you, sir. How you doing, brother? I'm really, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, really, you know, I, I, you know, you, you know, the funny thing about me and you, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll text each other. Rushan, I already posted that. Hey, I, I posted that for you, Willa. I thank you, I, thank you for looking out for me, brother, because that's the relationship <laughs> we have. Because of the fact that, you know, we like, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't saw each other probably about eight months. But the, but yep. but the beauty of our relationship is that we keep supporting each other and keep be, being there for each other if we need something from a from a motivational standpoint or from a, a social media post because we know that that's how this business works in its relationships. Absolutely, and you know, Rushan, you and I, man, we have been kindred spirits, brothers in the in the cause yes. from the first moment we met. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I love you like a brother. Yes, sir. And, you know, we're here to support each other, man, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really, really happy to be on your show this morning. Cool. I, I want to talk about, you know, the show, basically, Money Making Conversation, is really an interesting show because of the fact that I really I really want to talk about, the, allow a person like you, a successful businessman, to explain to everyday people or entrepreneurs, some may be at your level, some might just be small, upstart businesses, how, what, it, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? You know, Rushan, it means, um, you know, one, mm-hmm. taking really taking responsibility yes, and putting yourself in a situation where, for me, where I didn't have a glass ceiling over my head. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, being an entrepreneur meant freedom, mm-hmm. um, you know, freedom to be the person I wanted to be freedom to go out and earn a living, mm-hmm. you know, for myself and being in a position to control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of people, you know, entrepreneurism means different things. But for me, that's what it meant, man, is being able to control my own destiny without a glass ceiling over my head. Now, but that's now that's now will you talk like that. That's a, you're talking very confidently now. Now, yeah. When you when you jumped out there, a lot of uncertainty was it was 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 out there. Do you are yeah. you still uncertain like that? Do you still have levels of doubts or what keeps you motivated? Because I remember one day we were sitting down eating lunch. You said, Rashawn, I just love buying businesses. I just love buying stuff. I, <laughs> I love investing, and it was like a genuine. Yeah thrill in your voice you know and you was yeah. like this excites me that that, that 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 it's like like a new brand of exploration for you from an entrepreneurship standpoint because of the fact that you're not satisfied and you're willing to diversify your portfolio which is even more crazy in the sense that <laughs> most people you know, you know they stay in their lane you know i'm talking about yeah. stay in their lane they go i know this that i'm happy with this i'm making a lot of money doing this but you my friend diversify why is that or that just keeps you motivated well it's 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 a it's a lot of things one uh-huh. Rushan, i first of all uh-huh. you know i started my first business my senior year in college there you go okay mm-hmm. and and it goes all the way back to you know the lessons that my grandfather taught me, man. When I was a young kid, mm-hmm. he said, "Son, go to college, get a business degree to put in use for yourself." <laughs> and and my grandfather was an entrepreneur his entire life, mm-hmm. and so I grew up looking at and seeing that, right. you know. 
so when I went to college, man, it was the only option I had was to start my own business. Right. So right. at that point, Rushan, I'm going to tell you, the biggest hurdle I had to overcome mm-hmm. was the fear of jumping out there and trying to do it. And, and so it took me a while to really overcome my fears. And once I put together the plan of action, mm-hmm. I targeted the, the business opportunity that I right. wanted to go after, and I overcame those, those fears, man, I just jumped out there. And, and from there, it's been a faith walk. Now, and, uh, now, that word fear, now, that pops up a lot. In the, and, and, and I use it in my tone, too, when, I, when I'm talking about people. Because I'll tell them that fear, and fear is a good thing, too, because fear means you're about to do something different. You're about to challenge your life. So don't look yeah. at fear as a negative word, because fear slides you into another category. Because a lot of people are going to work every day because of the fact that they are unhappy. And they fear change. They fear the unknown. And you that's what, yeah. you, and that's what you're saying. You're saying, Rashawn, there are no guarantees. And that's what t- has a general tendency to stop you is that, wow, I'm going to stay at this job because guess what? If I leave, what if that job closed? You know, people just start putting up roadblocks. They just put up roadblocks yeah, to their success. So, so how did you, young guy, because people are listening, as an entrepreneur, how did you overcome those fears or those the, uh, the, which are usually tied to change. How did you overcome those? Well, like I said, I really, man, I started really reading a lot of motivational type okay, books okay. when I was in college. Right. And, and I started buying into the notion that, you know, you have to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. And once you have a plan of action, you know, I, I develop a conviction mm-hmm. that, hey, failing is not an option. Right, right. This was going to be the path that I was going to take in my life. Mm-hmm. And whatever the consequences, whatever the successes, whatever the failure, whatever, I was willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you know, I jumped out there. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, and, and going back to your earlier question, and once I jumped into business, yes, sir. you know, I I ended up having some really good mentors, mm. man, that really helped me along the way mm-hmm. to overcome different issues in business. And I give you an example. Right. I my college roommate, his dad owned hospitals. Mm-hmm. And so coming out, you know, I grew up in Denton, Texas, you know, small town. I've mm-hmm. never really been exposed to, you know, these level of business people when I got to Houston. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even know you could own a hospital. And <laughs> not only yeah. did I not know you could own the hospital, I thought you had to be a doctor to be to own a hospital. Mm-hmm. So, but my roommate's dad, he said, listen, Willard, you don't have to be a doctor to own a hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a businessman, and so he hired doctors, and they took care of that part. He was the business guy to make sure they had the resources to do what they do best. Mm-hmm. Well, Rushan, that freed me up, my man, and to the point where I started casting a wider net, okay. looking at for opportunities, I see what you're you know, saying. on a broader basis. And so that allowed me to go into all kinds of different opportunities. Wow. Yes. Once and you so realize that you don't have to be an expert, hire the expert. 
Yes, sir. Hire the experts. So as a result, as a business guy, you know, I've owned trucking companies. I've owned staffing companies. Okay, let's stop at that staffing company because I want to talk about that. Because because that, to me, is a game changer. And so many people are, are, especially people who are coming out of college. I remember when I came out of college, you know, I I, I worked for temporary employment agencies, which which is your staffing type companies, correct? Yes. And uh, yes. and my 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 younger brother called me. His son graduated from college in D.C. He said, Rashawn, he's having trouble trying to get a job. I said, look, he needs to go to a staffing company. I said, this yes. gives him an entryway into a job. And basically, if they like you, more, sometimes they'll hire you full time. Because uh, now I, I said, a, a lot of people are missing the boat. I'm talking about young people and even adults who are out there trying to look at these full-time jobs are missing the boat on the advantages that these staffing companies can offer to them. Can you expound on that? You're exactly right. And and, and what people don't realize and, and what I try to promote out there is so we're in staffing. And yes, so we do, we do contract staffing in the area of light industrial. We do um, IT professionals you know, clerical, administrative, accounting, mm-hmm. all of those different disciplines. What we, what you'll find, Rushan, especially with the Fortune 1000 companies, mm-hmm. the big companies, mm-hmm. the best entryway to get into those companies <laughs> is through a staffing <laughs> yes, company. Yes, yes, Because what they'll do, they'll contract a, a person from a company like us. Mm-hmm. They will then have the opportunity to check them out for six months or however long on mm-hmm. an assignment. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are really excelling, the ones that they really like, they'll then hire them full time. And so they get that chance to really, you know, vet people out before they bring them on and put them on their payroll, give them all those benefits and all those kind of things. So the number one gateway into corporate America, I would suggest to you, is through working with a staffing company. Thank you. Because they control those initial opportunities with most of these major companies. And I tell people that all the time because, because first of all, when you go through a staffing company, I'm talking about a major corporation, they don't have to worry about yeah. unemployment issues. They don't have to worry about health benefit issues. All that is very, and it's been going on for years, you know, years. And a lot of people yes, miss the boat has. because of the fact that, and I, and I, I, I applaud you. Not only for the having this type of company, because you affect people's lives in a positive manner. Because if people yeah. understand the system that you created through your staffing companies, that look, if you have trouble trying to get a job, come to me. I could probably that same company that you probably having difficult getting the application. I could probably get you on in a temporary hire situation. You go over there, blow the doors off of them, ninety days or however that little cycle period is. They could offer you. They could transition you into the company. Right into the company. That's it. Hey, that, that's that's really the avenue to get in there. And if you look at most corporate America, uh-huh. they have what's called a contingency workforce. Well, yes, that's, sir. The, that's that's us. That's the contract employees that they have. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. More and more con- more and more corporations are expanding to. If they look at their workforce, mm-hmm. you can look at a, any one of these companies' workforce. They'll have 30 to 40% of the entire workforce 
as contingent labor, mm. which are staffing, you know, coming from these are employees that are actually on staffing companies payroll, right? Providing all of this different, you know, these different uh, filling these different positions. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And and more people should understand that that opportunity is available. We're going to be right back. Uh, We haven't even mentioned Ebony Jet yet. And that's why, you know, I brought you on the show as well. But I wanted people to understand the full scope of Willa Jackson. (laughs) We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson. So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn rubble. So, uh, there goes you know, my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, Thank with you. The, Thank with you. The trio. Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. B is 1190. Money-making conversation. I'm back. Rashawn McDonald, Money-Making Conversation. is a show where I interview industry decision-makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success and hard work. On the phone right now is the vice chairman of Ebony Magazine, the uh, diverse, the versatile. Uh, I'm going to do it if you give me a shot. Willard Jackson. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, I, I, I love I love communicating with you. And I and this show is based on being able to hear the insides, the values, what pushes individuals like you, because of the fact yeah. it's not enough shows out there like this. And I think I'm a rather unique format. And when I got you, when you when I, I you know, I, I did a text over to Will, I said, Will, would you do my show? He said, Rishon, stop, stop. Yeah, stop. man, come on. Come on, I do your show. Come on, stop. When you want me to do the show? And he, he did all the stuff himself. You know, he didn't, he didn't send it to his assistant. He did it all himself. So uh, let's talk about that crowning jewel that's sitting out there called Ebony and Jet Magazine. And before we talk about that, I want to let you know I voted in the HBCU College Queens. There you go. Which is, which is, the, which is another iconic brand. So let's talk about the HBCU College Queens, which... If you, any African-American, any person who's any last 40 years, you open that magazine up to see who won. And how has the social media or the email system or the digital world changed it? And what, what is the future of that, of that platform with, under your vision? 
Well, as you know, I mean, Ebony has always had some basic iconic yes, components sir. Yes, sir. to the magazine mm-hmm. that everybody knows about. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about Jet Magazine, everybody talk about the beauty of the week. <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. You talk about Ebony, every year, Ebony has always highlighted the, the, the queens on these historically black colleges, okay? That is part of the, you know, the, the fabric of Ebony. Right. And so what we're doing now is just taking that and expanded it in a, in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. We're doing that now through social media, mm-hmm. through digital. We now have corporate partners mm. who are co-sponsoring mm-hmm. those young ladies. Mm. And so what is going on now is that once it's narrowed down through the voting, national voting, where we're getting close to 3 million people voting, wow. the, the, the top 10 young ladies are then taken to Disney. Okay. And so and the Disney, Disney Orlando, World, in Orlando or Los Angeles? Yeah, in Orlando. Wow. And man, they are they. It's laid out for them. They get to spend three days doing photo shoots and video shoots, and they get to explore the Disneyland. We then bring in a young ladies, who these queens get to mentor, and their mothers are there, and so it's it's become a really expanded, uh, robust program. That's more than just having these young ladies' pictures in the in the magazine. Okay, let me get this. Let me get this because I didn't know all this. You know, I just voted. You know, what I'm saying I just voted. You know, sure. you, can, you can vote as many times as you want. It's a beautiful setup. You know, and so yeah. you're telling me now you have corporate sponsors tied to it, and and also is narrowed down to ten ladies with the most votes, and then they are brought to Orlando, Florida, and in Orlando, Florida is kind of like a camp where they're mentored, yeah. uh, future young executives of America. you kind of like creating here and creating business relationships and just social relationships, and, they, and their moms are there. So it's really a, a, really a unique situation. It, it is a unique situation. It's a great um, exposure for these young ladies. I right. mean, man, they love it, um, and, um, and it's a lot of fun. Well, that's key. That, so, that's key. That's key. Yes, That's key. Yes. I, I love it because of the fact that, you know, in its own subtle way, Essence has always uh, championed uh, African-American female beauty of all colors. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And sometimes we, we, we miss, you know, we've got to give you credit there. We've got to give Ebony credit for that. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you've been the true champion, you know. And I'm talking about at HBCU schools where sometimes they get, you know, once once uh, so-called discrimination ended and segregation ended, you know, we start going to all these different colleges, you know, HBCUs kind of got left on the back burner. But you guys never left. You've always supported that brand, always supported that level of understanding. And now you're telling me you've taken it to another level. We've taken it to another level as well as, you know, our Ebony's dedication to HBCUs yes, runs sir. really, really deep, mm-hmm. Rashawn. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, and it's been that way as long as, you know, even beyond before they started highlighting the, the HBCU queen. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And so Ebony, you know, we have a, a senior level person on Ebony's staff that does nothing but interact with every HBCU in the country. Congratulations. And so she creates, 
you know, we have ambassadorships and we have all kinds of different activations that we do in reference to supporting our HBCUs. So that's a staple of Ebony that will always continue and grow. Okay, now let's slide over to to because you can now you can now now Ebony still comes in print form, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, let's slide over to Jet Magazine. What is the future of Jet Magazine? What what's happening with that magazine? That that digital so, publication. Yeah. So what we've doing with Jet is we've 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 repurposed Jet. Yes, sir. Where it's going to be a prim- primarily a digital uh, platform, mm-hmm. but we will still do some print. And yes, the sir. print that we'll do will be in the form of special editions, maybe once a quarter right. on newsstand, on newsstand only. Mm-hmm. But the repurposing of Jet is to focus 100% on the millennial audience. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 1834. So, 1834. Yep. And we're going to give shine to these young folks, these mm-hmm. young African-American influencers uh, who are normally not, you know, don't. There's not really platforms out there to really show them in a different light, in a very positive light. And uh, and so we'll be doing activations around the country for these young folks. Mm-hmm. We'll be highlighting them on the digital. We'll be pulling in a lot of these uh, influencers and, and really spotlighting them so everybody will know who they are. It's interesting, you know, Willard, i, I got to just share this with you. A press release is going to go out tomorrow. Uh, where yeah. where that eighteen to thirty four generation really is the entrepreneurship generation, and I am be, I am becoming the Uncle Rashawn to that generation, and sure. my show, Money Making Conversation, is going to be syndicated to HBCU schools. Wow! And so I'm just letting you know we 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 know this is this is just relationship. So know that it, press release coming out tomorrow. You read it. Everybody around the country going to read this. And so yes. I'm just let you know that you're hitting a couple of areas that's coming, that's right in my path, that's right in my direction, because I know that who I am and who, what I represent, that millennial direction, millennial generation need that direction of entrepreneurship. Who can they focus on? Because my resume speaks for itself. I am the truth. Absolutely. And no because of that, that. And, and because of that, and hear what you're saying and the direction you're going, know that my, my, my doors are open, my friend. My doors are open. I'm going right in the heart of HBCU schools. I'm going to be that voice. Uh, they're coming to me. They want to hear the truth. They want to understand that there's, they need direction. And guess what? I'm comfortable with delivering that message. And what you're saying about your whole focus, saying that Ebony has always had to, at the core has been HBCU schools. Hey, man, let's, let's, let's start shaking some hands and start doing some big things together, brother. Absolutely. And, you know, we over here at Ebony love you, Rashad. Thank you, man. I mean, you know, you part of our family over mm-hmm. here and always well, tell Michael been, high and tell Keith high. OK, exactly. not just Linda, not just Linda, but tell Michael, my boy in Austin and Keith in Houston. high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people that don't know, man, I have my business partners are Michael Gibson. Yes, sir. And Linda Johnson Rice. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And then our fourth person on our board is Keith Smith. Mm-hmm. And man. What a great group! We work great together. We Absolutely. have, you know, we have a lot of vision for this brand. Linda Johnson's 
Rice is still our CEO. Absolutely. Who, Congratulations. I mean, you know, so, yeah, it's fantastic, man. It's a lot of fun. Well, you know, it, it's really cool hearing, uh, you know, like I said, when I, when I brought you on the show, I didn't want to just talk about that significant brand, that very significant brand in your life. I just wanted people to hear a little bit of your story. And, and believe me, y'all, it's a lot more to tell because I haven't even got into the CVG investment group. Which he was kind of yeah. like talked about, which which gets all these uh, the, the the Starlight uh, Transportation Company in Washington, uh, all yeah. all these things, and how big the staffing is around the country because of the fact that you are changing lives, my man. And congratulations, and don't you stop, Willie. And I, I know I'm just telling you that for hype reason because I know you're not going to stop, but don't you stop, my friend. <laughs> man. Bruce Sean, I take that to heart, man. It means a lot for you to say that. And I can't I guarantee you we're not stopping over here, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well you stay strong, man. Tell Linda I say hi. Yep. Tell Michael Gibson I, I say hi. Tell my boy Keith I and I said hi. Because guys, I you guys will. are winners. And and stay blessed. If you ever need me, man, I'm there for you on social, definitely on this radio show. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Rashawn McDonald's here. And my next guest is on the phone. He's been there for a while. So let me introduce him because he loves to talk just like I love to interview. My next guest is Compton, California Rays, Ivy League educated, former NFL All-Pro, and you can see him on TV every day on ESPN. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, one of my favorites, Marcellus Wiley. <laughs> What's up, brother? I'm Jason Wiley. Man, I, I've been following your career not only as a because you know your story. I'm a sports guy. I'm not a I'm not one of these guys who uh, who who's uh, passionate by a team. See, I, I stopped doing that team that team stuff a long time ago because I got tired of being mad on Sundays. You know, when your team, <laughs> right. you know, you know, you know, you, I, I'm tell you where I'm from. I'm from Houston, Texas. So it's a lot of sadness when it comes to football in Houston. Okay, you know uh, that, that infamous comeback by Buffalo Bills when Warren Moon was quarterback in that big lead and brother. Yep. I used to look at my TV set, man, and I have a hole in my chest emotionally. And I thought myself, <laughs> I said, I don't play football. I don't own no team. I don't even buy a ticket to the game. You need to stop all this madness. Stop all this killing. Well, imagine how we felt when we on the field and we had to feel those defeats. So I understand your pain, but you trust go. me, the pain runs deeper over here. There you go. But when I when I look at your career, man, because it always stood out was that you know was when you when you went to, when you made the decision to go to Columbia. Okay, you went from you went from the West Coast to the East Coast. Okay. Yes. And then, yes. but they made a big deal about it, and I want to know it is a big deal, but but but. Because, you know, it was like, you know, like Compton is such a bad place that people are not supposed to come out. Because I'm from Fifth Ward, Texas, which is similar to Compton. And mm-hmm. now, does that does that annoy you a little bit when people seem like that, like you, you would like somebody extra special that you unusual to pop out of Compton and be able to go to Columbia? Well, it does in the sense that they don't understand and respect the greatness within 
Compton, Fifth Ward, Texas, or any circumstance that faces adversity. Mm-hmm. So it's disturbing when people want to make a blanket statement yes, sir. like you really are one in a million. When you're not, um, there are a lot of kids there that were successful in their own rights, maybe not in NFL ways or media ways, but I know VPs, I know CEOs from Compton. I know kids that took the right course when it came to their education and their careers. However, there are a lot of kids that are fork in the road kids, and mm-hmm. I call myself a fork there in the road go. kid. I'm with and you. And I came, I came to that intersection, and it was a responsibility more so than I was ordained or I was God sent. It was just a responsibility to my family mm-hmm. and deeper to my community that I had to be an example. So. Yeah, at times uh, my inner desires were to just go to the football factory school, mm-hmm. be a typical football player, mm-hmm. and live out that story that we've heard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be unique to do what I did, which is prioritize academics, still play ball, and still have an opportunity to go to the league. <laughs> and it was the best of both worlds, brother. It was awesome because I feel that you're absolutely right. You know, coming from a fifth ward, and you, which is very similar to Compton, California. You know, you do have those fork in the roads. It's, it's, they're friends of mine who took the wrong fork. And um, yep. and guess what? They still in the hood. I saw some the other day, man. I was like, wow. Okay, we're the same age. You got to be kidding me, you know, because, mm-hmm. because that lifestyle will beat you up. It will take its toll on you because there are no options. There are no uplifting sides of it. And when I look at your story and I read about your story, you are a story because similar to yours, I came out of there, my degree is in mathematics. I went to work for IBM. Those those will always stay on my resume, just like Columbia will always stay on your resume. And when you walk in a room, that's your that's your badge right there, brother. And that's your badge to be able to tell anybody, African American or anybody who wants to hear your story that you can do it. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't let nobody stop you. Preach, man. You know what? Like growing up, I saw the gangs, I saw the drugs, the poverty. But the most disturbing thing wasn't those things. Mm-hmm. It was the low ambition. It there was you the go. people that were they were setting their goals too low. They had jobs, not careers. And when I got into the mindset that I wanted to design my life, mm-hmm. that came with a responsibility and that came with a discipline that I had to listen to or else I knew I wouldn't be on track. So you get to the NFL, you get to ESPN, and everyone thinks, oh, wow, man, you're just this special individual. Right. And look, I'm going to be humble about it and say, yeah, <laughs> I understand I worked for it. But let's be real. I recognize that greatness in so many people. But you have to stay disciplined. You have to know yourself and identity. And you have to take time to design your plan. When you talk about peer pressure, when you talk about your circumstances dictate who you are, that's the person who is not taking the proper time to design their life so they're getting caught up in the mess. When I, when I say that, because, you know, we're going to be friends. I'm going to just tell you right now, Marcellus, because we are. <laughs> right. uh, I, I always be the first time we talk because your life is so similar. I'm older than you, but your life is so similar to mine. And I definitely I always tell people, you know, People that are younger like you, you got to walk where I walk, okay? And you might want to listen to me because some of the places I step, you really don't want to step, okay? <laughs> and, and, and I denied myself. You know, I didn't, I, I don't, and I just say this to anybody. I don't, and nothing because it's wrong. I don't drink, I don't smoke. And I, because, mm-hmm. I, because I had to, I, I felt I had to set an example for my friends, you know, because they were super partiers. You know, oh, 
Martin. Yeah. And they did some other things we're not going to say on the radio. I would go, are you right, kidding right. me? Are clean. you kidding me? Okay. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, they're on state farms. They're, on, they're, they're, they're all state. They're executives. And I always believe because I held the course of who I was and, and didn't party crazy party like everybody else you know that they got up when i was supposed to get up and show them examples of it and that was you know i i I had friends who was doing crack right in front of me before crack was crack Mm. you know what i'm saying you know it was Mm. was freebasing right in front of me you know and i'm not bragging about that but i but i couldn't tell them i couldn't tell them to stop you know who was i i was the same age they were you know but i knew that if i dove into that same pool of water then we all was going to lose. And I felt that because I held true to who I am. And the reason I bring that up about you, because, you know, you went from Compton, then you in Columbia, a new set of rules out there, a new set of rules, a new set of disciplines, a new set of, hey, this is how we want to get it done. Well, you could do it another different way. What kept you focused, man? What kept you? I know you said, Rashawn, you know, I didn't want to let anybody down. What standards did you put in place for yourself to keep winning? Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew going to Columbia would be life-changing, life-altering, just yes, because it would change the perception people had of me. Yes, just sir. like I grew up with this perception that since I was from Compton, uh, I had to be this gangster or I had to yes. be an entertainer or athlete. The only way to get out the hood were those limited vehicles. I knew that that wasn't the reality, but do, that was do the you perception. know Snoop Dogg? Do you know Snoop? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm in New York, and every single person come up to me. Hey, who's Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? And those your homies y'all hang out? And I'm like, okay, I get this. So I knew the day that was this a good day. The day was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day, brother. So when I knew I could combine my athletic talents with the stamp of being an Ivy League educated player. That would change the game because I could walk into a room right now yes, and immediately demand respect, right. and you will give me the respect of my intelligence. And it's just the same thing. If you see a guy walk, walk uh, down the street and you're like, man, that dude's in the Rolls Royce, the first thing you think is something's going right in his life. Right, 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 right. So right. If, I walk, if I walk around and say, hey, where'd you graduate from? Columbia. They're going to immediately say, Something is smart about this brother right here. And that's where I wanted to go. I don't want to have to go through hurdles and hoops to prove to you my intelligence. I wanted something to deliver it to you instantaneously. And Columbia did that for me. And that's the beauty of you because, you know, and it's you know, it's really interesting because I've watched you on TV and I could tell there's this highly educated guy, you know, who's, who knows the roles of corporate lifestyle, you know, Ivy League trade. But then it's this yeah. street guy. This is street guy. You know, can walk and know what street not to walk on, know what time of night it is. Because a lot of people don't know. That's why they get robbed. They don't know what time of night it is. And <laughs> and, and that that's a mentality that I think helps you. And, 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 and when I'm listening to you convey what you do in sports, it's very natural to me when I hear you talk. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. It's a bouncing act, man, as you said. I, I, I am street smart. I grew up in it. Uh, that's just my surroundings. Yes, sir. And I extracted from that exactly what I needed, the toughness, uh, the work ethic, the discipline, because you can't show me rougher circumstances that I've already lived. Thank you. So when I get into the real world, I laugh when they say, oh, can you do some extra filming, some extra time? (laughs) Can you do another interview? I'm like, dude, do you understand what I've been through before? Yes, sir. So I'm not phased by this, but there is a game within the game, and more people need to understand that. When you talk about 
how to work in corporate America and to get around the political warfare. There's a game within the game, and those are the critical lessons that more youngsters need to learn because that's the difference between being a good professional and then being at the top of your profession. We're going to be right back with more with Marcellus. Hey, man, you got a book coming out. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your entrepreneurship, and I also want to talk more about ESPN because I'm seeing you on a lot of different shows now, brother. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his baker spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, coworker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out and do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and... Um, Burn, so, Rubble. Uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the Thank you. With the, Thank with you. The trio. <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 1190. Money making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Money Making Conversations. My guest, uh, you see him every day. Sports Nation is on ESPN at 12:30 Pacific Standard Time and 3:30 Eastern Standard Time. He has a radio show that I actually listen to when I come to LA. It's on 7:10. Uh, it's great. It's on his weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. You know, this guy. I, I when I say guy, I I all is relatable because of the fact that when I when I look at an individual like Marcellus. You know, what he's preaching on a regular basis when I hear him talk, when I read things about him, is that you can be successful if you want to be successful. And he doesn't put himself into a special box. He saw an opportunity given to him and he took advantage of it. And he, and, I, and when I hear him talk, it always that's the driving force that keeps going with you in your voice is that take advantage of the opportunity that's given to you. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct, man. Uh, I got a chance to be a professional athlete, yes, sir. which is a many a kid's dreams, especially where I'm from. And through my experiences, I think one of the lasting values that I gained from my experience of being a pro athlete is how fickle it is, how fickle <laughs> the game is, and how short 
the game is. And it's a microcosm of life. Um, you get that finite shelf life. You're only there for a decade or so if you're blessed. And if you're just average, you're only there for three years. And you realize how vulnerable you are no matter how talented you are. Think about that in real life. Mm-hmm. You're in six-pack. You got a six-pack. You eat right. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You got muscles popping out of everywhere. You <laughs> run on that field, and you are ready to dominate, Rashawn. You are ready to dominate. It's your time. Uh-huh. You're a Pro Bowl player. You're the man. You won championships, MVPs. And in one play, yeah, wow. it's over. Wow. One play, ah, it wow. can be different for the rest of your life. And when I learned that from playing ball and in my upbringing, brother, it's not a day that goes by that I not only appreciate it, but I also try to determine my fate by my discipline and my work ethic. People just got to get on the board with that, and things will turn out a lot better. For There's a couple of online programs that you're involved in I want to bring up. One of them is with the Columbia University School of Professional Studies. What exactly is that? Were you the spokesperson, not only a spokesperson, but more than one of the partners? Yeah, exactly. It's called Cubed Education, and the Columbia program is unique as mm-hmm. it's the only Ivy League school that's helping the global sports industry world. Right. So, so many kids walk up to me, hey man, I want to play ball. Hey man, I want to play basketball, football. I get it. But you understand the opportunities that surround, that orbit the playing field. Not just being a player, but being an executive, being a part of the media, being any part and of the antennas of the game. So we're giving them opportunities to see what they can do to be a part of this ecosystem without necessarily being a player. And it's been tremendous because kids just want to be exposed to opportunities because their passion is in sports. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're not the performer for sports, but they can still be a part of that culture and a part of that environment. So it's been tremendous. And it's tremendous when I look at you, like, during the the season, you know, everybody knows you for Sports Nation, you know, and oftentimes when I've seen you, you're hosting the show a lot now, which is fantastic. Congratulations. And then I started seeing you pop up at halftime on Monday Night Football. So, yeah. Okay. More, more FaceTime for my man. More FaceTime for my right. man. You know, right. because the goal is, man, to be the best in your field, and then also to dump that. I'm just a football player. I can talk about anything. Mentality. Is that is that a brand? Is that is that the goal to be an entertainer? To be a personality? What is the goal when I look at Marcellus Wiley's brand? What's your goal? Yeah, it, it's great that you're taking notice of that because. That's what I'm supposed to do, baby. You're a rising star. You're a rising star. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. I appreciate it. Because it's funny. I got to ESPN in 2007, right after I retired. Mm-hmm. And at first, they, they once again, here I go. I'm back in Compton. Mm-hmm. Even at ESPN, they got me in a box. Right, I right. I got to do NFL. Only mm-hmm. NFL. Like, NFL Live. NFL Live. I'm like, okay. Y'all know that, one, football's not even my favorite sport. It was just a sport I could play the best. Uh, it's not my favorite sport. And, two, let me – I'm a person. Like, I, I have more interest in just football. Absolutely. And two weeks into that gig, my, my boss came to me and said, man, you ain't going to be on this show long, and that's a good thing because your personality and your outlook, we're not going to limit that. And that's how that transitioned into, like, Force Nation, now more hosting, and then more opportunities are being presented – weekly it seems like so and that's yeah, good it, it, and i'm gonna tell you something man and they missing the boat with you marcellus because in front of a live audience you a beast man 
You're a beast, brother. <laughs> People gravitate because you, you're a natural entertainer. You know, you're a natural entertainer. And that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing skill to have. And when I see you diversifying yourself, I know what you're trying to do. And I'm going like, you know, when it, when it, that's, that's the purpose of money-making conversations, man. The purpose of this show is to take a guy like you and let everybody see other sides of it, the business side, the entertainment side, and realize that the, the lifestyle that you live, realize that you're fighting to be successful every day. And a lot of people just assume success just comes your way. And that's not true. And that's and that's not fair to yep. what you do every day. Like you said, man, you go out there, you pumped up, you run a 4-3-40, you, you spread and sprint <laughs> out on that field, you could trip over a grass blade and bam, you know, Tell your ACL, because it happened to my daughter. You know, she was a tennis pro, you know, out there, want to be the next Serena. You know, a week before Christmas, week before Thanksgiving, tore ACL, changed her whole life. Changed the whole yeah, way man. she thought about this process, but she didn't lose her brain. And that's what you're trying to get out there, the kids who are walking, even young adults who are walking up to you today. You have more options using your brains than using your muscles. Say it, brother. I mean, to prioritize academics like I did, um, and it, look, it, it sounds great now, looking back on it retroactively, right. <laughs> but in the moment, let's talk about in the moment, brother, when you got all these major schools coming after you, yes, sir. and every yes, sir. single one of my friends is coming to me and saying, you're going to Columbia, dog? You're not going to make it to the NFL? That's the worst <laughs> football team in the world. They don't get any coverage, any exposure, and my peer pressure was a negative peer pressure. Yes. No one wanted me to prioritize my books and my brain. Right. But I went against the grain, and thankfully I did, man, and it worked out for the best. But, yeah, in the moment, oh, that was an uphill climb. Now tell me about this book that you're going to have coming out this fall, because guess what? You're not going anywhere, Mr. Wiley. I'm going to say Mr. Wiley, because I'm going to be promoting that book <laughs> when it comes out. Tell us about that book, man. We want to hear about it. What's, what, what, what will it entail? Yeah, the book, uh, we're still kicking around titles, but it's going to entail – the journey and the journey is about the essence of who you are and how you can never let that spirit die you can never shut that up you can never be put into that box and i'm just going to tell people through the experiences of how not to get boxed in and and the biggest enemy like everyone always talks about this world in terms of circumstance mm -hmm. and the crowd you hang around with and all this adversity surrounding you but I heard this and changed my life when I was young by Mark Twain, that life is a competition between you and yourself. And when I heard that, I said, you know what? It's on me, and if it's not going to happen, it's because of me. Mm -hmm. And when you take that type of responsibility, things start to open up to you because you understand every single moment for its importance. So my book is about taking you through that experience and inspiring people to get the greatest out of themselves. And my journey from Compton to Columbia to NFL to ESPN is a unique journey. Yes, but sir. I want to show you how your experiences can make you be as special as you want to be. I'm going to tell you something, tell you something Mr. Wiley. You know, I've, I've taken three books with Steve Harvey to number one bestsellers. Nice. I've sold nice. Marketing and branded to over 6 million books sold worldwide, translated in 30 different languages. So when I tell you I'm a fan, and when I tell you you're trying to figure out this title, when I tell you you're ready to go put this book on the shelf, you come back to me, my brother, because I'm a friend, okay? I am here, Rashad. I'll be back to you, brother. More than likely, it's going to be football season. We're going to be talking football. We're going to talk this book. I look forward to it. Here's the deal, man. And I, I just got to say this. The Super Bowl was yesterday. That wasn't important to me. What was important to me was to get your story told on my show 
to everybody on iHeartRadio Podcast, to everybody in the city of Atlanta, and everybody on my Money Making Conversation Facebook page, because you are a very amazing guy, man. Keep winning, and folks, you can catch this brother every day, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time on Sports Nation. And guess what? He may pop up elsewhere. You keep winning, brother. I love it, man. You keep winning, you man. Too, bro, keep uh, it going, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Alrighty. Money Making Conversations. Got my man, Charlie Ward, coming up. Charlie Ward? You say Charlie Ward? Yeah. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Come on now. Home stretch now, y'all. This is Rashawn McDonald, host of Money Making Conversation. This is where I, ind- I interview. I interview. That's where I interview a lot of people, but I interview mostly industry decision makers, small business owners and celebrities, and learn the secrets of their success. My next guest is from Los Angeles. I'm going way back in time grabbing this guy. I remember several times just sitting down, just talking about food with him in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. He owns Darrow's New Orleans Grill. That's rest, That's Cajun food. The restaurant brings classic Cajun cuisine as the, to the Carson, California community with jambalaya, Oh, boys and Mo, please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Norwood Clark Jr. Mr. McDonald, top of the morning to you from Los Angeles, my friend. I know it's top of the morning now because I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> man, I miss you, brother. I miss yes. you, man. How you doing? 18, 18 years, man, and you still sound handsome. What about that? Well, Amazing. I'm, t- I'm telling you, so here's the deal, you know, because... Uh, because, you know, you guys started me, you know, Steve Harvey and myself out there when we exactly. launched that radio show. And yeah. uh, you guys so much believed in when we went in the community, you guys were like, are they in the community? Because we, we you were our people, you know, we, 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 the brand that we wanted to communicate with. And then all of a sudden the neighborhood awards just jumped off. And that was just like a blessing because it allowed us to support the people who supported us. And exactly. then, and to see that your restaurant's still out there, you know, doing banger business. I may be in L.A. the 10th, and I definitely will be back on the 14th in L.A. So you will be seeing me, my friend, come in there, give me one of them po' boys, a little jambalaya, a little uh, gumbo. Oh, well, how you how you do your gumbo? How you do we, gumbo? Uh, it's the filet gumbo. There's two types of New Orleans style gumbo, filet or okra, and you there never you mix the two. And so, as you're well aware, we don't cook with any pork products. There and the backstory on me, my family used to cook for the world-renowned Commander's Palace mm-hmm. in the Garden District of New Orleans for over 27 years. Come on, years. say that one more time. Don't, don't, don't you act like that's, that's, that's everyday stuff. <laughs> world-renowned. They got it in Vegas. They got a Commander's Palace in Day Vegas. I've eaten there. 
as well yeah, as New man. Orleans. And yeah, so, my family did 27 years there, and I worked for the Hilton family. And, and believe it or not, Rashawn, <clears throat> this is back in the day when colored people <clears throat> can work in these five-star restaurants and mm-hmm. hotels, but you couldn't eat or stay there, man. Absolutely, absolutely. We gave New Orleans a flavor, but we don't have a whole lot to show for it, man. And guess what? But your restaurant, you know, let's give it out their website right quick because I want people to go online and see this restaurant, this great menu, this food, all this stuff. You know, a lot of people take pictures. You know, like you you go to those restaurants, they, they they set a little plate over there. They they move that lettuce just right. Make sure that ketchup slide off of that fry. Exactly. Not there. What they showing you is how it's gonna be on your plate, looking good, and you and you have a lot to offer in your portions because you know us, man. We like the doggy bag when we walk out the door. <laughs> Well, you know, we developed this concept called Daryl's <laughs> New Orleans Grill. It's a hybrid. It's a full bar. Yes, sir. And we're the first of its kind in the country, not even in New Orleans, that mm-hmm. they have this particular concept where you're able to walk into a fast, casual Cajun Creole eatery with a full bar and no pork on the menu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the seafood is farm-raised and grain-fed. And not only that, too, you don't have to get everything fried. You can also get it grilled. You know, we try to give you a healthier version of the Cajun Creole cuisine because the food down home tastes good, but it'll kill you, man. Okay, let me ask you this. This is, this is a really, really important question because of the fact that, you know, uh, as you get older, like you said, the food, you got to watch your diet and everything. Exactly. How do you stay relevant? Because a lot of businesses are going out of business because, you know, uh, like Twinkie. You know, they, they went out of business because people were worried about getting fat, you know, worried about the food. You know, Coke can change his name again because right. people are buying more bottled water. Because that means the market is always changing, always putting salads on their menu, always trying to figure out how to keep their audience, how to keep current and relevant in that die, ever-changing diet market. How do you stay relevant in this, in these, in this ever-changing market? Well, we keep our ears to the ground. We keep our pulse on the millennials and what's going on in our community and 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 what's going on around us. Because what what happens too, man, I tell people all the time is the fact that if you have a great product, it has to be more than just a great product. You have to find a very sophisticated way in marketing and getting the message out there. There are so many various platforms out there in terms of social media. I mean, that's the new thing right now, man, where if you're not on, on the Internet, if you're not on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or some type of social media platform, it's going to be very difficult for you to get the message that you're trying to convey out there. Mm-hmm. And so what we try to do each and every day, man, listen to the guests. We don't have customers. We have guests. When Thank people you. walk into our establishment, man, we have to give them an experience where before they leave our eatery, start thinking about their next trip before they leave. And that's your b- biggest success tool right there, man. We've been featured all over the world, man. Uh, the 16 years we were in Marina del Rey, we mm-hmm. had folks from all over the world eating there. We've been featured on Guy Fieri. We've been on the mm. Best of the Food Network. Mm. We've been on the Travel Channel. Mm. Now we're on your award-winning show. And so we've been very fortunate and very honored that these type of relationships w- would allow us to platform to get the message out there. You know, just to digress for, for a second, Rashawn, I've been knowing you for 18 years, yes, man. I met you at Sony Gower Studios mm-hmm. uh, when you were doing the Parkers, and we yeah. had a little small holding the wall on Venice Boulevard <laughs> yeah. used to come over there and when you and Steve Harvey partnered on the first uh, before it went syndicated you had us on the show when we were baking for Starbucks we won, we were one of Starbucks first vendor of color mm-hmm. and you recognized that and you wanted to get the message out there into the community you said look man Daryl's New Orleans Grill Uncle Daryl's 
bacon for Starbucks, man. That's amazing. We mm-hmm. used to make pecan candy for all the Nordstroms in California, mm-hmm. Oak Brook, Illinois, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. Neiman Marcus, and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so those are the type of things, man, that we attribute our success to. It's not about one or two people. It's, it's been about the collective. Your willingness and your unselfishness to say, hey, man, I'm going to give these folks a platform to get their message to the general public. And right. f- I will forever be grateful for that to you. Well, well thank you. You know, because that's, that's just been my personality. I tell people ever since I've been, I've been 18, I guess, that's been my nature to want to help, to be able to see a vision. First of all, you guys are visionaries, you know. And all I, all I was doing was uh, the guy that, you know, that, that vessel. And, and so, so, you know, what he's saying basically is that I would bring them on a radio station. And guess what? They would be no advertisement, and I would promote their brand because exactly. I feel like I figured that okay, if they don't win in the community, that means that you know there may not be jobs. You know, you got to pay taxes, right. and that was the whole basis of. And a lot of people miss that; they miss it. They miss it. They, you know, if the community is not winning, then guess what? And that's who you are playing your music to. Then guess what? You're not gonna win. I'm sorry, right. you're not gonna win because they guess what? Yeah, they, right. Because because that was the really the key because the whole key behind the neighborhood awards was to get people to say, okay, you 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 see a Burger King, and I'm not saying anything negative about Burger King, or even today are Five Guys. These are promoted all the time, you know, Chick-fil-A all the time. And people will drive right by a restaurant that's serving equally good food, probably at a cheaper price, and is right in the community. That was the whole basis of the relationships I was creating with people like Norwood and his family because, hey, man, I got to support you guys because you guys are winning for us long term. And 18 years later, guess what? We talking on my radio I'm show. You, man. Well, you know, I love you for life, man. So. <laughs> Come on now. I'm president of your fan club. Come so. on now. Come on now. now because that's, that's, that's important to talk about right now about relationships because oh, a lot man. of people miss the boat. Explain the significance of some of the relationships outside of me, but there have been other people have been important, not only just diners or, as you like to call them, mm-hmm. guests, those relationships. Right. Well, you know, what's what's pivotal, too, to our success, man, was Irvin Magic Johnson. When Magic, first started, when Magic first started in business with the theaters, his company called us, reached out to us and said, look, we want you guys to make some products for our theaters. So mm-hmm. I had to fly back to Manhattan to meet with the company back there. And uh, we were in the Magic Johnson Theaters. When he did the deal with Starbucks, Starbucks called us from their corporate office. Yes, they came here to vet us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we went from one Starbucks store to 30 Starbucks stores. Mm-hmm. Magic wrote a book called uh, 32 Ways to Be a Success in Business, New York Times bestseller. We featured prominently in the book. Everything he has done, he's in terms of food-wise, Rashawn, he's always tried to incorporate Uncle Daryl's in there, man. So I will wow. forever be grateful for him. Felicia Rashad of the Cosby's was out here taping an episode of A Different World. Debbie Allen was directing the, the show at that time. Uh, we were selling the candy to the, to the crew members and to the cast of A Different World. Felicia Rashad happened to taste the pecan candy that we were making our <laughs> flagship product. Mm-hmm. She called us and invited us to come back to New York, to Astoria, New York, to introduce the candy to the cast members and crew of the Cosby Show back in the time, man. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing, man? Well, that, that, but you had the product, though. Here's the thing I want to say to you, Noah, is that when the call came to you, you was ready. What makes me mad with a lot of our young people out there or even older people out there, when the call comes to them, they're not even prepared to be ready. See, you always wanted to be ready. You always got up every day at the same time going there. Even though you didn't see it happening, you knew it would happen. And when you got the call, like you said, Starbucks came down and vetted you. 
Guess what? You was just kicking around, just happy little good lucky guy. <laughs> and they come down to vet you and go, man, I don't know why Magic talking to these folks. They crazy. You know? Right. And that's really what we're talking about right now is preparation. And when I look at what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, even if you're futuristic, you say, Rashad, we're trying to get in the head of these millennials. Because it was, a, it was like it was a poll without saying that five years ago, the, the millennial male was 75% of them were interested in the Super Bowl. They took a poll right. recently. 50% of them. And I talked to my daughter, who's at the University of Houston. I said, did y'all watch the Super Bowl yesterday? She go, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. I, I, that blew me away. Y'all ain't watching the Super Bowl? Because right. she's a millennial. You know what I'm saying? So, so that means that you're going, hey, man, this is my next generation of customer. I cannot ignore them. So that's exactly, why it's important man. that you're, you're tapping into that. Every day, and even hiring people, man, and being attentive. See, the whole thing about it, too, you have to be nimble to be able to pivot. And most times, you know, we get wedded to a vision and to a belief until we're not willing to change or to look in another direction. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a, a sure cause of death, too, man, where you're not willing to be able to change when necessary. I'm going to do something. I'm, here's the favor. I, I, uh, have I ever featured you in my Rushan's Eats? I don't think I've done you. Have I? Not yet. Okay, Not cool. Yet. This is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, we're going to contact you. I'm going to get give me 10, 10 cold food pitches. 10, 10 to 15 cold food pitches. And on okay. this Sunday, on my fan Facebook page, which has almost 700,000 wow, followers, man. I'm going to feature your restaurant. Feature your restaurant because people need to know. And then more, and I'll be it'd be even colder if I'm in one of those pitches at your restaurant. You, know what <laughs> you, you have to. You, you, know what you can't come back to the left coast without go, coming you know to Daryl you know Dewar's no, Grill, man. Yeah, that'd be even colder. I'm up to eat yeah. that shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you have to come to you have to come to our new location, man. You're going to be really impressed, man. Uh-huh. We, we we had a vice president of a franchise company out of Florida came into our place. Yes, sir. The moment he walked in, he said, "Wow." This is not even tasting the food. And then after he tasted the food, he said, no, what no one in the country is in the world is doing what you guys are doing right now. He's been calling me, emailing me. He's been romancing me, trying to franchise. But we got to keep our powder dry because every dollar is not a good dollar. So we there have to make sure that this concept is proven. And in order for us to know that this concept has legs, we have to go into other markets. See, most time we have a misfire because we, we're too ready to make a decision that we're not ready for, man. Hey, man, I got to get out of here. But check this out. Daryl's New Orleans Grill in Carson City, California. I'll be there. Daryl's Grill. Daryl's Grill. Grill. Daryl's New Orleans Grill. I apologize. Daryl's Daryl's at D-A-R-R-O-W New Orleans Grill in Carson. Correct. Correct. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. 
Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only Charlie Wilson. So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would <laughs> shout him out and do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and um, burn so, rubble. Uh, there goes uh, my baby. Come on, man, put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother, Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts and little clubs. With the, thank you, with the, thank with you, the trio, Woo! so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be is 11.90. Money-making conversations. Rashawn McDonald, I'm back. Money-making conversations. My next guest, he's on the phone, is a Heisman Trophy winner. See, what happens is you always going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. It's not a former. you always going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. He led Florida State, and I watched it on TV, to the national championship as a quarterback. Top of that. First round draft pick of New York Knicks. Watched him all those years in the NBA as a point guard. He is on my show right now to promote the release of his new book, The Athlete. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Charlie Ward. Good uh, morning, afternoon. Which one is it? Come on, I'm on East Coast. I'm East Coast. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, Charlie. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Are you still in Florida? You in Florida? Yes, I'm still in Florida. There you go. I'm there. in Pensacola. There you go, doing your thing. Hey, Charlie, first of all, you know, you know, I'm going to tell you something, man. You are a hero. Okay, let me get that out the way first. Let's, let's understand, because when you won that national championship, you were a black quarterback. Okay? And right. that, that meant something. That meant something. That, that meant something, brother. And that won't change. Huh? And, uh, yes. Yes, I guess my story behind that was, you know, of course I went to Florida State. Yes, sir. And I played for the legendary uh, Bobby Bowden. Come on now. And uh, one of the things that Coach Bowden hadn't done uh, while he was at Florida State was play a black quarterback. Come on now. And so when um, when people and I chose or was looking at going to Florida State, uh, people were questioning whether I should go because they had never played a black quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things I admired about Coach, Blo- uh, Coach Bowden was his um, his Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he had also, uh, one of the things I wanted to do uh, in college was play basketball and football. Right. And so he had allowed Brad Johnson to do that. And, you know, in my, in my town, people were like, well, I don't think he should go uh, because he's never played a black quarterback. And uh, University of Georgia was on my list as well, and they had. Uh, but one of the things I admire most about Coach Baum was he had history on his side. He allowed Brad to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and he also told me that I had to be patient. And, and when I got to school, um, I became uh, the punter my freshman year. Hey, Charlie, Charlie let me slow you down. I read your book now. Let's oh, talk okay. about your parents now. Now, oh, your mama, okay. your mama called Bobby Bowden and reminded him that you were uncomfortable because he was slow in making the decision on whether you should play, play basketball. Your mama now. Your daddy, let's talk about your great daddy. 1961 team that had Bobby Hayes on it. That fam you, the Rattlers, who should have played the NFL, but he tore his knee in the last game of his senior year. 
Let's that talk about true. let's talk about see, I don't wanna I, see people need to read this book because this is a book about family. This is a book about when a family stands up for their child, when a child allow their child to go through life and support him. But guess what? Guess what? I, you know, a lot of people talk about Lonzo Ball and all this stuff and all that, you know. But, man, you, if your mom and dad's there for you, you have both support systems. But your mama, dude, your mama sat down with him and go, look, is my son going to play quarterback? Because, remember, I read the book because Bobby Bowden didn't think you were a quarterback. He didn't have you on his list to be one of the recruits. He had to be sold in the pitch meeting. And so when you got there, you was, you know, everybody, he, so he went and saw you play, go, yeah, yeah. And so so it was your family that played a major role. Let's talk a little bit about that because I felt it was important because that's what I took away from the book because the first two chapters basically dedicated to your family, correct? That is true. And uh, one of the things uh, my mom and dad taught us was uh, being supportive of one another. Yes, sir. And so they're very supportive. Actually, went in debt, uh, falling behind me in college. Uh, but we supported one another. I have uh, six siblings. Yes, sir. Uh, four sisters and two brothers. And so we have a large family, and their major um, selling point and thing that they taught us was we got to be supportive of one another. Absolutely. And it's still the same, same way uh, today. And so... You and know, I'm not, you know, so I'm not saying nothing negative about Bobby Bowden. I'm just saying that I'm just saying the process was that your parents, you know, whenever you, because that's that's how I am with my daughter. I want my daughter to be able to call me. She's in college right now. She's not playing sports. I want to be able to call me if she's uncomfortable. And that's the type of relationship you had with your parents. If they, if you felt uncomfortable, you could call them. And guess what? They will initiate the parental responsibilities of getting a child being an adult and intervene. And, yes. And, you know, I was grateful to be able to have a mom to be able to call and uh, get inspiration and words of encouragement, which uh, was not just the first year, but it was throughout. Absolutely. Uh, because I had uh, had a sit-down, drag-out talk with her uh, when I started playing quarterback for the <laughs> state because um, I really didn't want to – talk to the media mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't like talking to the media. Absolutely. And I was wondering why, why they wanted to talk to me now uh, that I'm the starting quarterback and she was just saying, hey, this is what you have to go through. This is part of the process of being the starting quarterback on a national ranked team and I just had to learn that sometimes you have to go through things um, and do things that you don't want to do in order to achieve your goal. And you- so... That's one of the things that she told me a lot, and being able to call her mm-hmm. was definitely a great blessing. You know, the book we're talking about is called The Athlete. It's about the life story, the professional career, and collegiate and high school career from Thomasville, Georgia, of Charlie Ward, an incredible high school athlete who was injured in high school and uh, who was injured to the point that they questioned whether he would have an athletic career because uh, when, he, when he got on the field to actually play, that was a little controversial because mom wasn't in the stands and you really wasn't supposed to be on the field that day in that high school game. But you, but that set the, uh, that created the legend, correct? Uh, I guess so. Um, and my dad caught the brunt of it because uh, he was a coach. <laughs> he, was, he was my coach uh, during that time, and right. I wasn't cleared to play. Yes, sir. Uh, quarterback. Now I was cleared to punt, but I wasn't cleared to play quarterback. And uh, my mom got to the game late, 
yes, the quarterback that was, that was ahead of me uh, got injured. Mm-hmm. So I was the I was the uh, the out man mm-hmm. in a sense, and so my dad had to uh, make a parent decision um, as a coach. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we we're not telling mom. We're not telling mom now because mom was walking into the stadium. <laughs> but you know, as a coach, as a coach, you don't have your cell phone <laughs> back then. Yeah, right. phones, but, uh, Come on, Charlie. You know he wouldn't have called. Phone. You know he wouldn't have called your mom. You know right now, because <laughs> she'd she'd shut it all down, brother. Shut it all down. But I want to shift a little gear because you have another strong lady in your life. It's your wife, and and oh, you know because you, that means you have very two very significant females in your life, your mom and your wife. And I took that away from the book, too, that she was, you know, she always had that that suitcase packed just in case, because, you know, there was constant trade rumors about you when you was at New York, you know, even though you were the first-round draft pick, you know, you're going to get traded here, get traded there. But she was always willing to support you at any, any cause, even today. Even today, and I think that's important. That that's what I took away from the book. It was like the the value of family, and the and the value of God, in your life. How significant it is. Right, and um, I'm truly grateful because uh, as a professional, you know, it's a high rate of divorce. Yes, sir. And I'm grateful to have a godly woman mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, she sacrificed a lot. And what I mean by a lot, she's a lawyer. She's mm-hmm. a career-oriented woman, and uh, she's been willing to uh, pick up and leave. Not willing, but sometimes uh, she's been able to do it. Yes, sir. And I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm going out and doing a lot of speaking engagements. Oh, yeah. Um, and different things. She's uh, a manager, she's right? She's managing your career now, Charlie? She managing? Uh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Let's go and tell the truth. 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 a lot of marketing. Uh, That's what I love about her because promotion. she's doing what your mom told you you should do a long time ago. Talk. Because you have a brilliant story, man. You have a brilliant story, Charlie. Appreciate it. But I'm going to tell you something, Charlie. I read your book from front to back, okay? And I read it because each each chapter told me a little bit about the process. You know, they talk about Joe Embiid at Philadelphia. You dealt with the process you dealt with people doubting you you dealt with people even in some instances when you didn't get drafted by the nfl which was a crazy insult to your abilities but then turn right around be a first round draft pick for the new york knicks that's amazing so so you need to be out there every day man and to to tell your story man because if you're not read the athlete go to amazon get that book today this is an amazing book about an amazing man because guess what he is a, and I'm not saying that n- negative. He's a simple guy. Hard work, believe in God, and he's honest. What's wrong with that, Charlie? Well, I appreciate that. And uh, definitely. <laughs> Charlie said, I, I ain't never talked to no guy like this. This guy here need to be my manager, too. <laughs> uh, my wife. Yeah, I know <laughs> that's right. Him. I know that's right, brother. But, man, but I definitely appreciate it. You gotta you know, be, you gotta be appreciated, man. Because, like I said, man, when you won that national championship for the Florida State Seminoles, I was watching it on TV, man. And you know, and 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 when when you know when they kicked that field goal and they went wide right or wide left, whatever, they missed it. 
I, I, I felt I felt I felt proud of you, man, because I knew your journey wasn't an easy journey back then. It's not it's not an easy journey right now, even though we have, you know, Watson and we have, you know, Cam Newton and all these guys playing quarterback today. It's still a rough journey for an African-American quarterback. And your life, man, is a testimony to keep faith first, family right there. You're going to win. Yes, sir. All those things are very, very important to be uh, successful. That's for sure. And you do me a favor. You tell your manager wife, get me a social media banner, and I'm going to post this book on my social media platforms this week so we can get the word out. The athlete, a story about sure. the incredible, the athlete, the incredible Charlie Ward. This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day. At 9 a.m., soccer carpool. 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning. Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry. I can't fit that question into your schedule. <sighs> 9.15, cry for a little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwann's help. With Schwann's, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwann's.com.